Welcome to your bestie, Estee. I'm Ariel, and I'm here in the Lash and Beauty Bar, where Alyssa and I are back in the lab. You can book your services with Alyssa at lashandbeautybarhmb.com. And we have a special new addition to our home studio, our our Lash and Beauty Bar studio. We have Pod Lab, a very close friend of the podcast today. We have known her for, should we say how long we've known her for? (laughs) Or is that dating us? It's more than, it's more than 10 years. 10 years. More than 10, more. Oh my gosh, yeah. Please welcome Claudia Mayer, who is an esthetician and owner of KL Beauty, and she's also a finalist on The Skin Game. So we're going to talk about that. I honestly haven't, I don't know very much about it, so I'm really excited to learn more about The Skin Games. Thank you for having me, and yes, I will share all my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so Alyssa, how how did you meet Claudia? Like, what is, what is the story? Um, I met Claudia when I was 21, a long time ago oh. doing karaoke wow. naturally that's how of i course. met all my friends in yep. my 20s we love to karaoke honestly yep. that's a great way to meet friends it is karaoke was the thing it is still it's we still can still thing. do it yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no i, I still do, do it. it we gotta go karaoke <laughs> soon yes absolutely but yep. that's um yeah and then you know i think everyone knows like you meet friends in your 20s and you go your separate ways and whatever but we both kind of followed the same path of aesthetics and when you know that the industry it's huge and yet it's not at all and yeah. so and good to um keep up you know you have a social media so you can always see what's everybody up to so that's always nice yes ways. you can always connect back and forth and i feel like we never we have connected even though if, we yeah. haven't seen each other maybe for a while but it's like i know what you're doing and whenever <laughs> we need it we can get together claudia where can people find you on social media so my handle is at cloud k-l-a-u-d beauty so it's Cloud Beauty with a K because, yeah, my name is Cloudy with a K. And that's it. And you should follow her for lots of great as- inspirational aesthet- aesthetics content. Yes. Starting next month, I will be posting a lot of more educational videos. So follow my Instagram for sure. Definitely. But both of you sort of started out working in makeup and then sort of transitioned into aesthetics. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. So actually, I started. So I moved here. It's funny because you said tw- we were tw- we were twenty one. I'm like, wow, that was like <laughs> two years before, two, 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 three years, two years. And since I moved from Poland, that was early. Like you met me right there. My, <laughs> you understood me. That was nice. That's <laughs> <laughs> some harsh accent there, but I moved here. That was sixteen years ago now. Um, barely any English. I came to learn English and I stayed. And that's when I decided to go to beauty school. And I didn't know what I want to do, but it was the cosmetology I went to. But then after, I loved makeup always. So that's what I was doing. And my first job was at Sephora. So I worked at Sephora in Bloomingsdale's. And I used to love living, working in San Francisco, because they have all these... um, opportunities if you want to build yourself pre-portfolio so i actually found Ooh. this this website komodo mayhem and that's the place where you can if you're a makeup artist or model you can just go and find yourself somebody to work with for free so exchange services and i built the most amazing i found people from um, photographers models from academy of art and i built the most professional portfolio that brought me to have my own um 
fashion show, runway show. This company found me for, with all my photos. Uh, it was crazy. So like, there's so many opportunities out there for people. But that's how like my makeup started too. So it was kind of. I've seen pictures of right? your makeup work, and it's like right? very creative. Very artistic, very like colorful. Oh yeah, like yeah. special effects makeup, and that you can see on her Instagram. Yeah, you, you have a lot of like older videos from a long yeah. time ago, and I'm pretty sure like every year for Halloween and stuff, oh, you yeah. get into it. It's my it's my special effect. It's my thing. <laughs> and it's crazy because my husband uh, he hates when I do all these crazy makeup or like put some sparkles all over. Does the he let you put he, it on him? Oh no, no, no way, no. But it's That's no just, fun. Boo. And then, but I just go like above and beyond like zombies like walking dead status and every year i get like i win all the competition to whichever bar and place i go to (laughs) yeah i was like this crazy demon and last time and i was in the beauty school i went back to aesthetics just to kind of advance my education and i did uh in the morning i think i was we started at eight and it was it was on halloween and they ask us to do the costumes and competition. So then I did this crazy prosthetic zo- uh, demon look. And that was at six in the morning. And I went to school. I had an entire day in that costume until evening. <laughs> no. So I literally went to um, Safeway for groceries looking like that. And all these people were just like taking photos, stopping. It was just hilarious. Did you scare any children? I was worried about it, but the kids loved it too. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this is my favorite holiday, so I go kind of crazy for sure. <laughs> so this is a really special episode for us because this is our first episode featuring another esthetician. Oh, so that I'm so, so excited that we're doing this beauty industry insiders episode. I think this is going to be just like a really great time talking about what it's what it's like working inside of the industry for both of you. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the main things that I think people have ideas about and it's it's hard as someone on the outside of the beauty industry to really understand um, what that's like to have customers as an esthetician. I would say like I worked a lot of customer service jobs. I mean, primarily customer service from Starbucks and like Pete's Coffee to airlines and working, you know, in cosmetics at Nordstrom. Like just that's pretty much my my job history. Yeah. And me me too. Yes. And carrying that into I do carry that into my business. I, I would say all of the companies I've worked for were very customer service oriented. They cared about because not all companies do. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, I, I definitely carried that into my business as a solo esthetician owner. I I, I want to make sure I'm providing the best customer service, but I also want to set boundaries. And that's a really hard, it's a fine line. I think, I think yes, the, the client is always right to an extent, but you do, like in terms of do's and don'ts, um, don't do anything that you're not, uncom- that you're uncomfortable with. So if you have a client making a request or something that you're not comfortable with, don't do it. Whether, like for lash extensions that I do, if a client comes to me and wants like crazy mega yeah. volumes, I'm going to say no. So if I come to you and I say, Alyssa, make make those bitches so heavy I can't open my <laughs> eyelids. I'm going to be like, You're no. going to be like, that is a, a boundary. Then you have a three natural lashes. Yes, this is exactly. not happening. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I'm saying. We do have those clients. And I did used to do lashes, but I'm pretty tall. So my back is just not. 
allowing me anymore but just the, the hunching over it's just for like, hours and i'm very uh, detail yeah. oriented so it my killed my soul and one day i just woke up and i have this crunching thing in my skull this sound i'm like okay your chiropractor not, bill was just yeah. getting too high you're like this is so you know what i, I was forgetting it. For <laughs> See, but it was a great experience yes. to learn uh, patience which i I loved it because I actually felt like it was like a meditation almost doing lashes. Oh, it's 100%. just so I love. I put my music on. I was just relaxing. It was really, really nice. And I learned how to use perfectly that left hand with the tool. Right. So Ooh. by the time the after, after that, I worked at the med spa and the owner, when I was using hydrofacial, asked, told the older new esthetician, you guys have to use, when you use the le- on the left side, you have to use left hand. When you So a lot of esthetician had a problem, but I was just right on it. I was so good at it because I already used my left hands for spreading the lashes yes. and just having the tool in my hand. You were already so ambidextrous. I was on it. That was really good. <laughs> I, 100% I can say both things. I just got trained on hydro- hydrofacial yeah. and I, without even thinking about it, used my left hand and the right? trainer was like, like, oh, okay, That's cool. What I do, yeah, with the hydrofacials, like, oh, yeah. even sometimes with like if I do microdermabrasion, just it's it's easier that way because then you don't you're not just that awkwardly holding yeah, like hunched around and yeah. contorting your body. I'm cool. I'm a super esthetician. I can do it all kinds of exactly. Ways. All Ambidextrous. <laughs> that is very cool. I didn't know that about yeah. estheticians that there's a huge benefit to being ambidextrous. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Yes, definitely. And I was just going to bring about uh, bring out the topic because um, you were mentioning another episode that um, something about people coming with the pictures. Oh yeah, for a makeup, Ooh. for a skincare. So that's the <laughs> the communication and boundaries and things we need to set for that the, the the treatments because those are all photoshops. People just don't know. And even people, I, I mean, my clients have amazing flawless skin because they follow my directions and you can get there, <laughs> but you have to follow my directions. And it Otherwise, takes time. Yeah, like I would have a client who, so I'm really good. My specialty is the pigmentation, right? And I have the client with melasma and I would just use the peel. Basically, we were just using mild peel because a lot of people are scared of this stronger peels. They're just uncomfortable. So I would still work with the light peel. It will happen, but it takes while and then in one of, of the things they have to follow is the home care mm-hmm. one of the things i put everybody on it's a melanin inhibiting serums mm-hmm. and i told them that's i'll make it happen your skin is going to be flawless but you have to use it every day and then the first peel clients comes back and she said yeah i can see improvement already small but it is it's happening and then next time she comes in oh you know what claudia i think i see some spots coming back <gasps> and i asked her are you using your advanced brightening serum sometimes well, and sometimes. I looked at her. I'm like, this is not going to fly with me. I'm gonna <laughs> bra- I, we, just, we have to be serious about it because I'm not just then you're going to be blaming on me. This is not working out. I'm 100 percent sure whatever I put you on. I know the ingredients and I know the technique. You're going to have full of skin, but it's going to take. I feel both. like with this like east this eastern european vibe that you have you're almost like that like mean russian ballet teacher you have to be you have because i have the knowledge and i'm really nice to my clients they love me to death but i'm like i i finally stood up for myself i still heard about those ladies waxing the russian ladies (laughs) i have a strict but you're always right i'm right i know what i'm talking about now so i'm like vibing with that russian (laughs) waxing lady it's a tough love situation with clients and yeah and like you said yes the expectations they come in with the pictures and the whatever and or the three natural lashes and they want this full set of lashes and i'm like no 
Like we can we can get you there. We can get you on lash serums. We can you know with the melanin and the, yeah. the melasma. We can get you there, but it's gonna take time. It's not gonna happen today, and sometimes it's not gonna happen at all. Whatever it is, like there's sometimes we can only get you so. Sometimes far. you have to crush their dreams. Yeah, you do, and you know what? The, uh, it's like something that happened uh, recently. Many uh, like couple couple clients came back. What drives me crazy? They will come from dermatologist, or they will try to tell me, and. And I, I, they think that I can't compete with the knowledge, and it's totally different. Dermatologists <laughs> help you, and they usually put you on medication for mm-hmm. things, certain things. They can and prescribe I would have, stuff. Like I would have a clients, so my, the dermatologist would be impressed because I would have a clients with melasma, for example. They had a lasered off, and I'm happy, and they came back to me, and they told me melasma came back. I'm like, did your uh, doctor put you on melanin inhibitors like hydroquinone, for example? He's got you know anything? No. And I'm like, and that happened many times for last year. And I'm thinking Ooh. they want to sell lasers. Yes. That's what p- pissed me off. Oh. <laughs> oh, 100%. No, like it's not. I actually had a client who had really severe acne, like really yeah. painful acne. And she said that her, um, her dermatologist was offering her some like treatment that was $5,000. And I no. was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to put you on a, a, a peel series. Yeah. And uh, we're going to start with three and you're going to take these products home and she said that, so she ended up doing six peels with me. Her skin was, I mean, significantly better. Her, she went to her dermatologist and he asked her if she got a treatment done by another dermatologist because the improvements were so insane. Yeah. my and she didn't need to spend $5,000. So she did. That's what I'm saying. And I told that client, you know what? I'm going to put you over the counter because actually hydroquinone, my, it's not that, you know, it's controversial and it's thinning out the skin. So I'll put you on over the counter, whatever, azelic, arbutin, anything. And you're going to be on it and I'm going to do the light peels and it's going to disappear and it will stay this way. So, and it did, it didn't happen. And then she, I think she went back once, but I also have another client who came back and she, she's going for uh, Botox and lasers for whatever PRP or once in a while. And I asked her like, you have all these amazing um, dermatologists who you admire and love. How about ask her for tretinoin or just, I mean like at least if you, and she's like advanced, she's older. So she wants like, I'm like, you have that relationship. I mean, go and ask for this prescription, this and this and this. So next time she comes <laughs> back, she brings pile of um, business cards from my from her dermatologist and told me, my dermatologist asking, who is your esthetician? I want to know her. Like, make call, make her call me. She wants to. So that was the, uh, the dermatologist I was telling you because I would love to maybe team up or do something. Right. But it was nice. And so yeah. I, you know. But I'm just, I'm like serious about my ingredients. And I actually, I'm not scared that I'm going to lose that client. Because by the time, if I'm fixing your skin and actually at the end of the day, you're not going to need me. And I teach you how to take care of your skin. I'm fine with this because I am... Uh, like I have a waiting I mean, list for people and I'm happy to help. I'm here to help. I'm here to be of service. So I'm they're not They're also never going to stop needing facials. Yeah, like that's every so or anything. Yeah. But, but I feel like some of those like clinics or people who are doing more advanced treatment, they try to be sneaky and not truly help that client. That's why they don't prescribe certain things or they don't teach them how to take care of at home Yikes. so no, things doesn't come back for that reason. Cause, but I'm like, I want to be confident in my skills and I want to lo- I want to teach people. And so, I, you know, they talk about me and they know and they send me clients all the time so I'm like I'm not worried I'm not gonna I'm gonna lose clients 
the doctors are giving them a fish and you're teaching them how to fish yeah basically oh i love that i definitely agree with that i feel like i've had a lot of clients complain about it i feel like a lot of dermatologists will treat the problem at the cost of the rest of your skin like they'll impair your skin barrier they'll do all kinds of things to treat one thing without taking into consideration the entirety of your skin yeah the accutane thing situation is terrible i have a client right now very young girl came her sister was an accutane and she came with her mom and she took um so i did the a little acne and she only had some blackheads it was just she just needed to know how to exfoliate and how to keep the salicylic acid and how to keep the skin clean but she told me that the dermatologist that time told her they might be they have to put her on accutane probably mm. and i told her please do not you're going to no. get destroy all your oil glands and you're forever going to be dry it's going to be really bad Ooh, and it's, it's bad for your hormones too, too. Yes. it's messing up it also your, gives you depression why? Why? yeah yes. <laughs> among why? other things i don't understand yeah, truly. There are other ways to, to mitigate that those problems that aren't as extreme as that. Yeah, and then just FYI, we're not really against dermatologists. No. Because dermatologists no. are amazing. And I have so many clients coming with with their, you know, skin cancer of- and, and things that they were taking care of. No, so that's not. But I'm talking about more cosmetical things that are not actually sicknesses that are just they try to help. But they're just going with the two of the heavy duty stuff that it might harm actually more than help. So a red flag when you have a when you're seeing a dermatologist would be if they prescribe an intense treatment right off the bat. If yeah. they're prescribing something like Accutane or like lasers and you have a skin concern that you haven't really tried to do much for yet otherwise. Yes, I think a good dermatologist and a good esthetician they're going to start you off on a very basic thing. They're going to have you come in. Like, as an esthetician, I tell people to book my signature facial because then I can yeah. do a consultation. We can talk about it. I'm not doing anything super aggressive. I think either way, you want somebody who's going to listen to you, ask you a lot of questions, get to know your lifestyle, what you're doing at home, you know, how much you're out in the sun, all those things. And they're going to offer you options they're gonna say these are the options i recommend and as opposed to just right off the bat something intense that's a bajillion dollars because sometimes it's just a quick fix like sometimes i will have my clients and i do like to uh, people are attached to their products sometimes and the labels and the names so i will just look at their ingredients really quick or just make sure like if you have oily skin there's no some crazy oils that are clogging your pores so I will make sure that's okay, but it's like you don't have to just changing a little bit or just like I stop people and I will say like, okay, just exfoliate, gentle cleanser or some detoxifying for everything. Just let's see, let's work the skin in and figure it out little by little and then we can add something harsher, benzoyl peroxide or I have a lot of clients like the, my client who was my case study for one of the skin competitions it was she was having um cystic acne for years and i did and i was a new esthetician so i worked with her a little bit but then i had more knowledge with advanced training so i actually got rid of her cystic acne and i was amazing and now i kind of know i know better and i know how to go faster about it so we really don't need it that accutane because that would be ridiculous if right. she had to use that and it's unnecessary it just sometimes takes a lot of everybody's skin difference so sometimes take time but it's worth it to just try it out then absolutely and to the brands that is that's actually something weirdly i learned how to deal with when i worked in a department store Mm -hmm. because um they had a trainer who came to us and told us for the brand i worked for um to give your clients 
they're, they're customers when you're in a department store, but um, the girlfriend experience. So like you're talking <laughs> with your, your best friend. And so you ask them what they're using. And if they, there's something they love, you don't touch it unless it's yeah. terrible for their skin. Yeah. Like you let it be. And what you do is you add and you fill in the gaps. And yeah. then as they start to use up their products, you can replace what they what they need and whatnot. But there are people, I mean, I know so many people who just really love whatever their brand Labels. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y- lab- yes, like La Mer. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that La Mer. We're going to talk about La Mer later, but yeah. I was going to say my recent client, the one who came with melasma, and she just told me that she's got that $300 um, La Mer cream. And I told her, you know what? And she said, she, if it's okay. And I looked at her. She's one of the types that loves the La Mer. So I told her, you know what? If you, it makes you happy, because moisturizer is moisturizer, I'm not mad. Like, I'm mm-hmm. more into, like, I need you to have Ooh. a specific formulated serums Serum. with some p- product that we need to, like, address some kind of, you know, whatever you need to address. But moisturizer, if you want to fluff yourself up and make yourself feel good with expensive <laughs> moisturizer, you go, girl. You go. Do you. You do you. <laughs> so what would you say are some red flags when you're, if you're uh, someone looking for an esthetician? Where estheticians that don't ask questions, I mm-hmm. guess you come to the esthetician and they just don't really ask about anything. I guess if like I went to the esthetician and I just laid down and she just started doing facials, which happened before, uh, before really? I was an esthetician. And I literally just came to get rid of my blackhead that because my skin is dry. So I have the blackheads in the chin, but they're really deep. So you have to prep the skin well and just stretch it and extract it. But then that was the only thing. But she didn't first she didn't have any consultation with me and it just asked me i just told her she, have a dry skin she and didn't that. even ask you why you no, were there like i did mention that that i really would like the extractions but she didn't even do that like she did and no uh, yeah i would say if they're not doing consultations i mean you can honestly in this day and age look at people's social media i, I mean yelp some some people don't even really have yelp and i don't know but i think if you can go onto their social media and kind of see what kind of content they have and if they seem to know what they're talking about, but then also if you come in and they're not asking you questions, they're not doing a consultation. That's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> there's like there's there's really. What about if they don't if they don't tell you what they're doing? Is that um, so? Is that? Normal? I feel like sometimes it's like clients. Some clients were more interested than others, yes. right? So I would have a client who I usually want to have a first time client. I was like lightly say because mm-hmm. some people come for relaxation so i have to feel out that client if the client want to sleep or just relax and <laughs> let me do it or they into the knowledge too or like i would lightly usually the first time i would mention really quietly like oh, i'm gonna go into i'm gonna turn the light for extraction i'm gonna dig you know yeah just the first time and then next time the same client come in i kind of know if she wants to actually know what i'm mixing now or she just wants to relax so later i don't actually tell people steps if they've been my um client that comes back i i agree with that i think um it really i really uh, yeah i feel it feel it out because i think sometimes i try to tell them what the game plan is before i get started mm-hmm. that way if the conversation continues and i i can tell them what i'm doing as i'm doing it but sometimes they fall asleep yeah, yeah and yeah. then you, sometimes they just don't want to talk yeah and like, you can you can pick up on that so i wouldn't say it's customized in yeah. every way, basically. So estheticians should be kind of like in tuned with you. Yeah. Yes. Like, I think if they're getting to know you and you feel comfortable, it's probably a, a good fit. Yeah. And it, um, I think you... Well, sometimes you can... Yeah, sometimes. So uh, sometimes I also... What I do depends on the client. I would 
when I walk in and have a consultation and I will right before they change and I leave them, I would sometimes briefly just tell them what I'm going to do so then I can feel it. So they, they know like, Oh, mm-hmm. I will do cleansing. I will do exfoliant. I'll choose the right peel. I'll do extractions after I'll do this and I'll give you massage during that. So that way they already know because then if they fall asleep, I don't bother them yet. They kind of in her head somehow know what's going to happen. Yeah. Right. Like they know so what step you're usually, cause yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do two treatment masks. The first one's exfoliation. The second one is hide, whatever it is. And then I'm going to customize it and extraction. Yeah. So they kind of know the mask coming off. This is coming next. Cause that's what and that's said. a good idea to yeah. do it like before. So that way later. So I have a client sometimes and they would ask me during like, what kind of mask are you putting? Or what is that mask? Cause they can feel it's kind of a mask. Uh-huh. And I would just tell them, but some of them will just fall asleep. But if they want to know, they they ha- kind of have that knowledge already that there's some kind of mask going on. Yes. <laughs> so they will ask about the details then. So changing tracks a little bit. We mentioned earlier, Claudia, that you were part of something called the Skin Games competition. What is the Skin Games competition? And yeah, just like what was that experience? So that was an v- amazing experience. So... Um, Another so before I start, I'm gonna just uh, let everybody knows because that's how I end up at the skin games. I actually work for um, 360 aesthetic devices, uh, so I sell um, micro channeling devices, oh. new generation micro needling devices that I go to the trade shows once a month with, and then also Cryolene, which is body sculpting. And that company actually told me about the skin game competition last year, and they sponsored me for. Um, for one of the categories. So I didn't know nothing about it. <laughs> and you were just roped in. They just told me about it and they just paid my uh, fee for entering one, um, one categories. And they have basically, um, I think it's like six or seven or 10 categories. There's also makeup and waxings and all kinds of different um, categories, but I did the skincare. So you have an open category that you can do body, like stretch marks and things like that, which this year I'm doing. Um, and then acne, all kinds of skincare, right? So you can enter the category, and when you do, what you do, you have to, for eight weeks, you're doing case studies. So you're doing treatments every week, and you take a before and after picture, and every every week you're actually recording vlogs when you actually talk what you've been doing. Uh-huh. You take a big picture, so you have to do um, sheet that it you... It sounds almost like scientific. It's really, it's really detailed, so you put all the ingredients, and actually each a treatment has to make sense with the next week, and all the ingredients in your skincare. So it's really basically it's like a platform to showcase your work. So in I, a really detailed it's way. It's very detailed. Like this is for like I can do this. I want to try it. Or and it's amazing. So you have this. Um, uh, it's once a year. In last year was in Atlanta. It's been happening for like I don't actually know how many years, but it's brand new competition. And uh, it was last year was in Atlanta. That's when. And it was amazing. It was, but I wasn't really prepared. <laughs> First of all, my um, my flight got messed up kind of a little bit. Ooh, they just no, that's so the instead worst. of instead of being there days before, I end up the day of. So I did my case study. I turned them in. I supposed to be there for interviews, and I had no idea. It was nerve wracking. They have six judges who won competitions before. You sitting at the chair. And then they ask you questions about your case studies. Look at my chills. <laughs> this is serious. Did they film this? So they didn't film this. Thank God. <laughs> I was like, I want to watch this. I know. So I got there at one or two at nighttime. I was so not, I was just not happy because I was, first of all, it's um, English, my second language. This is very scientific stuff. I need to kind of prep myself and wake up to kind of get in a mode of talking about this stuff. Yeah. 
So I got there and then my hotel room wasn't ready. It was like actually they put the wrong because they uh. canceled my, my hotel room and they have to find the owner because the company paid for my flights and for it was a mess. So I got to room. I didn't even fall asleep. It was like five in the morning. I got into the interview at nine. I was just out of it. Like they were asking me about sunscreen. There wasn't enough coffee in the world. No. And it, I, I, they asked me about sunscreen and I was just like <laughs> blacked out because I oh used to no. actually had like sponsors for like it's called Eon MD. Um a company that sponsored me for the product for the clients so i had to tell them what's in the uh sunscreen which i told them the main ingredients which the sunscreen is but i just was out of it and just like missed some of the it was it was very nerve-wracking i wasn't prepared for (laughs) that kind of intense (laughs) interview but it's some knowledge that i had already but it was just altogether the experience uh, and then but i talked to the judges even later and then everybody was impressed with my work it looked amazing that was actually pigmentation so and they told me what to do i should go with more categories because then you get more points so i learned a lot during then i got a lot of new sponsors for this year so now i'm doing all the categories you're gonna kill it this year i hope i'm gonna kill it but it was beautiful they have a beautiful gala after for awards so they have a little trade show before we did that they do the interviews while the trade show is going on so you meet a lot of people it's very beautiful it's so much fun and then this beautiful gala everyone has beautiful gowns there's always theme Ooh, this this coming so year it's fancy. gonna be a, i think hollywood the glam mm-hmm. something like that they, oh, were thinking about, yeah. they were thinking about aliens and things like that i thought it would be fun <laughs> yeah especially but with the, oh, yeah a bunch of people who probably are pretty good at makeup yeah and there was a makeup competition too that i dropped out last minute because it was just too much to put it together so quick but yeah. uh yeah i should have gone in. so what categories are you doing this year so you're doing I'm, case studies so for. i'm doing the open category with uh so most of them i'm going to use my device the nanostem 360 micro channeling so i'm going to do i'm doing scars so open category scars i'm doing anti-aging which also microneedling and all kinds of different um skin stuff and peels uh-huh. and then um open category acne acne i'm actually looking for acne client because i really i really would like very severe Why acne. are you looking at me when you say no that? i'm not looking at you i'm just saying if you know somebody <laughs> Bring She's doing a PSA me. for the people listening. <laughs> like you guys, I'm looking. Ariel, you do not have. Acne. <laughs> you don't have. <laughs> but you might know somebody. I feel oily right now. Oh, I see. I love oily look. Do we look? Everybody <laughs> wants that. Yes. And then I don't know one more category. I think pigmentation, which is like, my favorite. And I already have my clients for pigmentations. If I don't win this, I'm gonna be <laughs> devastated. <laughs> if you don't win this, then that's it. There's no. The hope judges anymore. are blind. <laughs> The judges are just blind. So fingers crossed. But there's such a great community and everyone um, just was so supportive to each other. All the contestants. We met so many friends. We all follow each other on Instagram now, these estheticians. It's such a beautiful thing. It felt like a family and everybody's supportive and everybody's coming out with new projects. Everyone supporting each other and want to be part of it. It's just something else. Yeah. So that sort of brings us to our next topic, which is collaboration versus competition within the beauty industry. So obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of messaging there's a lot of products there's a lot of brands there's a lot of estheticians in this space now skincare is definitely kind of having a moment yeah in terms of pop culture like awareness mm-hmm. women are adopting skincare routines at a younger age so how do both of you feel about that being part of the competition or do you not feel like you're part of a competition do you feel like you have like a collaborative community I think in general yes that's obviously why we're connected now um and I feel like 
you know, in the Bay Area, I, I think we both know a lot of the same people. And yeah. not once have I ever felt like it was a competition. No problem. Like, we all refer people to each other. We talk about each other. Um, even in Half Moon Bay, there's another esthetician. And she made it a point to reach out to me and connect with me. And we got lunch and discussed kind of like what we each offer. And we're like not even even remotely in like the same space. Like she likes to do a lot more natural, relaxing, holistic stuff. And, you know, we just support each other. Like we refer, if somebody wants a facial that I don't really offer and she does or somebody else yeah. does, I have no problem referring. But I would say, I mean, it, in any industry, there are people who are not... Collaborative. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they're just... And yeah. I've experienced that. I there uh, there's actually one person that comes to mind. I we kind of grew in the space together. She's uh, in a different city, and she started to get she started to do trainings, and we would always talk about like, oh, what are you using, and blah blah blah. And one time I asked her, I was like, you know, I see you're still using this, and I'm having an issue, yeah. like with this thing. What do you recommend? And she like wouldn't talk to me. She's like, she sent. I'm not me gonna her, tell you my secrets. Yeah, That's she really sent oh. me a link to her course and wouldn't didn't respond. She literally sent me a link to her. She said, you can pay seventy nine ninety five. No, you could pay Just- three thousand <gasps> for it. And I was like. Okay, I asked you one question. It's okay. not that intense. Yeah. Like, I didn't ask for Don't a secret. Be. I just said, is there, like, something that you're doing differently, whatever? And no. And I just immediately, it turned me off. I was like, okay, yeah. I would never do that. <laughs> I'm not saying that we should be giving away things for free. Right. Yeah. But there is support. There should You should be supportive and collaborative. Cause I feel like sometimes you got grow to grow to it. Because yes. I, I, when I was working at Sephora, my first job, and I was younger, I know it's like the competition was the thing. You kind of sometimes when you're younger, you have that jealousy. Mm-hmm. And that's a natural yeah. thing we're growing up with. And then you have to learn that you don't have to be. You can just actually. I remember when I came from Poland because in Poland, it's kind of funny thing because it's I feel like the na- nation as a nation has this national trauma from all the wars and things that have been going on. So people oh, are just kind real. of. Yeah. So it, they kind of um, people are very nice and sweet. They're very family oriented. But yet like they've everybody for themselves every family for themselves so they're like everybody has like a scarcity mindset yeah and then so when you see a girl and i remember in high school like you see a girl and then she was you know she looks beautiful she got all these pants and looking hot and then everybody all the girls would be like oh my gosh she looks so ugly and i'm like <gasps> and we wouldn't so I, I mentality was like that right so when i came here and i was working at sephora and i had this person working with me and i i was driven i'm always driven so i like i said i was working at sephora learning and having all these makeup free makeup so i wanted to do photo shoot i want to have i want to find a way and i found a free way to the model mayhem right to find yeah. collaboration and i was bringing my uh, friends who were just i feel like they're really they were much better makeup artists than i was but they were just um very shy mm-hmm. so they would work there and being taken advantage of for little money and i would just bring them as my models or i had this runway show that raw artist in san francisco picked me to have my own runway show i just manifested that basically <laughs> and i brought all these makeup artists and to be my models or help me collaborate and this this person he would start like talking badly like <gasps> behind my back just i'm like why are you hating like you could but that jealousy and i can see he was just super extra i'm like and because he was that that what does they call it the beauty expert when i got there so he was like the working in like that you can do actually makeup for events or something i don't know at sephora yeah mm-hmm. and then he's supposed to he's supposed to um certify me but he tried to fail me every time <gasps> when i'm doing fashion shows and runways like you really so anyway so he tried he to be drama threatened. 
yeah so but then it's slowly after that i just like oh there was still kind of that jealousy thing going on around but then after that i just started bringing people and the, the women who i was bringing um or men to the f- fashion shows and things that i was doing to bring myself with you know higher up and i was bringing people with me and they were so thankful that then slowly that mentality i was like no i don't want to be threatened by anybody i want to because every time i do something good good comes back the karma comes back and actually mm-hmm. i'm getting bigger opportunities better things more i do then it's like i just did that event right i did yeah. the um support small businesses for san mateo and my coworkers just started their own businesses massages and facials so i went to the saint james gate and i asked the owner if i can use the tiki patio he says yes on sunday he gave me sunday at noon i had my friend donating music he was a dj he brought a guitar player we had a photo boot it was beautiful and i have all That's these clients so cool. coming and i feel like it's a good karma because i want to give back for all that you know i've been given so it's and the more you lift people up the yeah. higher like you can all rise higher together yeah so it's just very helpful giving and then i receive so there's no way i'll try to like put you down because the moment i put you down try to put you down be sneaky karma's not gonna be that nice to me <laughs> so i'm just learned <laughs> that it's really really yeah it's nice payback if you're being kind i, I completely <laughs> and supportive agree. and I mean, of course, you're going to, and I think I said it, in any industry, you're going to run into people who don't lift you up. Yeah. Um, and I think it's how you handle that, It's that's on you, you know, and just like moving forward and like, okay, that, that person, you know, isn't, isn't in my circle. Doesn't yeah. have to be in my circle. And if you're giving, <laughs> you're never going to run out. Like I, I told my friend, like if I ever decided not to work so much in aesthetic, I would, I would help you to do as much the stuff that I do for my clients so you have the knowledge so I can give you my clients and I'm fine with that and even if I want to go back because I'm always meeting people and I love people so the, I will always have enough of clients and friends and yes. connections I love connecting people together so it's just like it's I'm never in, and that always drives me and I always receive all these blessings because of that this is so lovely you're both oh, so oh. like positive you just radiate like all of this Venus. positive <laughs> abundant energy it's beautiful well, that's why I think all these years we've we've never, you know, deviated we're, far we're from each other in the industry. And we're going to grow, 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 and then more fun projects coming up. Exactly. <laughs> Lots of fun projects. Yeah. And now we're going to move into our Ask an Esty segment, which is listener questions. It's Alyssa's favorite time of every episode where she gets to show off all that expert knowledge. And today it's even better because we have two experts. So we have two ask two Estes today. So if you have any questions you'd like an answer to, you want to hear an answer on an episode of your bestie Estee podcast, you can fill out the form. You can find it on our Instagram. It's at YBA podcast, or it's also in the show notes of every single episode. Today, question one is from anonymous in Half Moon Bay, California. And the question is, what is the strangest request you've ever gotten from a client? And Alyssa, I'll let you start. (laughs) (laughs) Not because I know you have a good one. (laughs) I'm trying to think like the strangest request. So here's the thing. It's kind of like how you you know, you don't want to kink shame people or whatever. (laughs) I don't want my clients to feel like that because... If you really think about what I do, it's all a it's little intimate. strange. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a all little. a little strange. Like, 
I do all kinds of things. And so I'm like, it's a little bit like witchcraft. Like here, I'm going to put a potion on your skin. But and not then- even just that, like, <laughs> wa- like waxing areas like and I, things. Yeah. Like I wax here. Pe- people are like, can you, you wax, wax this my area? vagina? I wax your vagina. Yes. I wax your nipples. Yes. I got toes. <laughs> like, like uh, mustache sideburns <laughs> like neck <laughs> I, I, back of the neck I don't so it's like so hard to say I mean I also put do facials on all I do vagacials well, yeah, and booty facials we do vagacials I mean yeah and the, so like the, it's not strange but it is strange if you really think about it objectively um I would say like makeup looks I've had people ask for some pretty interesting makeup combinations where I'm almost like, please don't tell anyone that I did this. <laughs> like I'm doing what you've asked, but like, don't tell anyone you got it done. <laughs> so oh, yeah. normally you love it when clients tag you in their Instagram posts yeah. of their skin, whatever you've done for them, their lashes. But this, this time you were like, no, yeah, that sounds like, I did. yeah, probably that happened. I feel like I felt this way before. Like, I'm like, please don't. Please, please don't. don't. Yeah. You can just keep quiet who your esthetician is on this one. I mean, I think (laughs) the, like the thing, I think I've said it, I said it on the um, episode with Hannah mermaid about like weird guys sending me messages about like happy endings. Like if I offer them or the, the guy who was like, do you do the sack and crack wax? I know I've already said that, but like, I'm just like, that's the strangest for sure. And it wasn't a strange request because like you do do that yes the brazilian but you yeah, don't but it was strange that he phrased it that sack way. and crack i'm like what could you imagine <laughs> if i advertise that on my website sack like i can't the sack i have crack? imagined that <laughs> like in I'm, my wildest see, marketing I dreams pull it in some riffraff <laughs> with that That's kind of advertisement so funny. Oh. <laughs> yeah so anyways i was also what that was one of the you okay <laughs> oh yeah we're okay. good um, no, so it wasn't like, actually strange, but it was, I mean, it's strange. It wasn't requested, just something that happened. It was during Brazilians when I was still doing them. I had a client come in with a baby and the baby, usually we don't, the place I used to work, they didn't really allow babies unless like, I don't know, somebody just had to. So it just, but so the baby started crying no. and she grabbed the baby and put <gasps> her on her, <gasps> started like feeding the baby when she asked me to do her <gasps> Brazilian and I was just like shocked so I keep doing it but you know like that killed my back because not only there was a baby and I had to move around <laughs> you had to work it around was, the like, baby and right away I went to the front desk I'm like do not ever let anybody with a baby have a Brazilians here because I almost died <laughs> because of my back it's already hurting just to move around but it's like how do you like no that was so strange. I actually have a similar sort of I had a client who never ever brought her kids but there's one particular time had to which again I don't yeah. normally but she never had to um something came up so she had her two kids there and she had them on their they were like toddlers she had them on their ipad and i'm waxing her and the little the littlest one wanted to be on her and so she she picked her up and she told her you have to lay down you have to keep your head down because she might accidentally hit you if like while uh, while i'm waxing and so the little girl was like laying there and then while I was pulling a strip, lifted her head. And I ended up basically <gasps> punching this baby in the oh, face oh. and then she starts crying. And the mom was like, I told you, 
I told you that was gonna happen if you thought lifted your head up. I felt so bad. I'm like, she's gonna go home to your her dad and be like, mommy's esthetician punched me. She probably doesn't know the word esthetician, but no, actually, mommy's wax lady. No, her daughter, other daughter said, um, is this the lady who fixes your butt? Yes, yes, it is. And if, she, if my client's listening, she knows exactly who I'm talking about right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what she didn't know what I was doing. Alyssa, but. you fixed my butt. She I, fixed, know. I fixed the butt. <laughs> fixed the butt. But yeah, it's because so it is really hard to maneuver around that. Real quick, I had gone to an esthetician that wasn't Alyssa because Alyssa was busy or something. Yeah. Um, I cheated on her. It's happened. But I she she didn't get all of my butt crack hairs. Mm-hmm. I had just like this little tuft left over and I had to shave it and it made me really question like whether I have an abnormally large amount of butt hair. I can confirm you do not, but I will say when the thing about Brazilians, you have to be confident as an expert because you got to get in there. Like you have to be moving over things and getting in the you have to be moving cheeks yeah, yeah. you and, do and, and you vagina itself like you just have to like <laughs> when i train estheticians for brazilians too i'm like you gotta like go for it oh my gosh can i just yes. tell you guys something i just remembered <laughs> something i had the best story okay so i was tra- i trained this girl at my old old spa and then so we did brazilian and then i don't know if she ever done it before but anyways so one day i'm having a drink with my friends, I'm getting a phone call. I didn't pick up, so I got a text message. Vagina emergency from that esthetician. I picked up the Vagina phone. Emergency. I called her, and oh she God. is, oh, my gosh. My, the wax is stuck. Like, it's, <gasps> I have all these wax on the client. And she was calling from, on, like, she was calling on the front of the client. <gasps> she was, like, traumatized. And I told her, step outside, and let's talk. Shut and I told her, door. just take a deep breath. Let me call the owner because she's one of my good friends. And she will come and you guys going to somehow, <laughs> because I can't go there. I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be good if I'm like, show up there drunk. And not only you messed up, like now the drunkest decision tried to save you. So you guys going to have to figure it out. So I told the owner, so I called the owner. The owner got there. They somehow cut it out, the wax or whatever. Oh and God. I told the owner, you have to just let her know to come back tomorrow and I'll take care of it. Because I'm known for like the super waxings. So she came back. The lady was actually really nice. She asked if the girl got fired or not. But hopefully not. She was really sweet. That's She was concerned Did about the girl. Nice. No. No. That's and well, she actually, she actually really left. Yeah. But I, I mean, she was training too. So it's like, she was really just putting like too much wax for, for her. Yeah. She should be more like, she should not have put in that much. Anyway. So <laughs> I've waxed the lady and she signed up for membership. Nice. For the, ba- the waxing. Waxership. I was saves like, the day. Saves the day. After that, I had to be traumatized. I would not I, even want to. You know, it's a very, the first time I did a Brazilian, I, you know, I was using that Serapil wax that they use at beauty schools that yeah. breaks like crazy. Mm-hmm. And it broke. I mean, I had a client who was full bush and I didn't oh trim gosh. or do anything and it got stuck in there and I, it kept breaking and I was like, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. I, the client didn't know. Right. I'm like sweating and I'm just like, I, d- I figured it out. It was like my first ever real life Brazilian and it was that's minutes. terrifying. Well, but you know, like also talking about the Brazilians in butts and like just the back area. Sometimes it's hard. I feel like sometimes I would even leave the hair, even though I usually would go like because I'm I'm not ashamed. I'm just going to go and like touch you, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes not to be extra gross, but the pothole, the pothole itself, people have all kinds of different things there. Yeah. <gasps> and it can actually wax. If you go too close and they have a hair closer, 
the, you want to make sure that wax doesn't get sucked in. So sometimes, what? if they have a, a hemorrhoid, hemorrhoids, hemorrhoids, yes. Um, you want to make sure because the stu- basically, um, what's that called? Like the walls of the insides, mm-hmm. they come outside a little bit. You want to make sure this doesn't get stuck back in. So people, so I would leave some Is hair the out. Butthole like a vacuum that sucks. Yeah, because up? sometimes I would have a cl- client who laughed, <laughs> and then it's got like yeah, and then the it contraction. Like scratch- yes. So I the, didn't know that. Yeah, so you, you relax, really relax and you do like laugh close and you just, to the the actual yeah, and then people have hair there. So that's yes. what I'm saying. It can happen like things can happen. So <laughs> I sometimes, you know, clients usually are not, but I know like I would want to well, like nice and clean, but I get it. Like things are, you know. There's a thing. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. And I will say this, ladies. <laughs> I, I have so many clients who apologize. I've said it a million times who apologize to me for their bodies and yeah. whether they have hemorrhoids. Yeah, a lot of you do. Yeah, and, and I just really don't care. You, so don't even worry about it. Yeah, but the bodies like, don't gross me up at yes, all. And 100%. it's like, it's your body and it's like we all connect yeah, exactly. as energy thing is and we're dealing with our lives so it's fine it's nothing mm-hmm. to apologize for but it's, i'm just saying we can't always go all the way exactly. super clean for that reason because there's a lot of different things exactly Everybody looks different we're looking out for different. you yeah we're making sure that so you're sometimes your butthole isn't yeah. sucking in the water <laughs> then you're gonna have to go to emergency yes. room for Please sure make sure that the butthole isn't sucking the hot wax into <laughs> oh <my> it <laughs> No, no, no. See? Yeah. Oh, the yes, more you know. <laughs> All right. The more now, you know. Moving New on. knowledge. <laughs> moving on. So glad we had that question. <laughs> question two is from Lisa in Half Moon Bay, California. And we're taking it back to lo- talking about La Mer. And she wants to know, is the brand La Mer really worth the price? And as an example, like for context, a 3.4 ounce moisturizing cream retails for $570. That's expensive. It's very expensive. It, I think we kind of touched on it earlier. Yeah. Um, is it worth it? No. But if it makes you feel happy, if you enjoy it, if you enjoy the way it smells and you're it's not the moisturizers as claudia said that's not really the most important i mean it's important to use it but yeah what kind you use isn't as important as your serums and other things so yeah and i actually like i actually took a part of that because i want to check what they said about the cream de la mer it says description says uh, helps with dryness due to inclusion of occlusive emollients like mineral oil petroleum and sesame seed oil and that's just a little part. And petroleum gives you the thickest, uh, the thick texture. So petroleum, basically aquaphor. So they make this so, and it says dryness. So the ingredients, you know, they're going to hydrate you. But, it just, you know, like, depends on your skin. But it's just moisturizer. It's yeah. not that serious. And moisturizer, doesn't absor- <laughs> moisturizer doesn't absorb that deep to actually <laughs> address that real. that t-shirt? It's moisturizer. It's, it's not, not that, that serious. serious. <laughs> it's not that serious. It's it's supposed to hydrate you and keep the you know protective barrier and just all these nice things. So that's but I wouldn't spend that much money on on moisturizer. No, you could spend that much money on some quality serums, yeah, and treatments. I, yeah, serum. And you know what? Funny, I'm not gonna actually just don't quote me really on it because it's been a long time ago. But when I worked at Bloomingsdale's, so that their serum, the three hundred dollars, uh, there's the mm-hmm, the, the healing know, that that serum, the, yeah. the famous one, and it's the actually I checked it. It have a silicone in serum, so that makes that te- texture, which I actually used to like it because when you put it under the makeup the same with the primers the mm-hmm. silicone primers used to fill up all the lines and yeah. pores mm. so it makes you smooth that's what they did with that serum and actually i remember when um what is that brand not neutrogena the 
Clinique. Clinique came up with that smart serum, mm-hmm. which has the same texture. And we looked at it and they had similar um, ah. ingredients. And that one was like $70 or 60 and La Mer was like three something. Ah. And it's like feel the same. And I used to love that smart serum because I used it under. I'm like, I'm not going to paint on it. It's like advanced night repair from Estee Lauder. Yeah. It's all it's glorified hyaluronic acid. Yeah. That's what all that stuff is. It's like overpriced hyaluronic like acid. It feels good. And it's funny about hyaluronic acid. People don't know. And it's put it's so everything depends on the way the product is formulated mm-hmm. or the ingredients, the way they are made, like yeah. uh, vitamin well, C might not even do anything unless it's formulated, right? That's what's the difference yeah. between Walgreens product, like actually it's the anti-aging unstable. and, very and unstable yeah. Ingredient. So, or like the other product, but hyaluronic acid also doesn't really, it's, it's kind of hard cause that's, I learned that and I just didn't know that before when you're using actually hyaluronic acid that it's by itself as a serum and you put it on your skin cause I'm really dry and I would mm-hmm. use hyaluronic acid. I don't know if your skin is not moist or you don't put toner and you put your hyaluronic acid on it. Hyaluronic acid is great because it plumps itself like a thousand times of its weight, but it will steal the water from somewhere to plump itself out. So <laughs> yes. if you put it first on a, wa- on a dry skin, it's going to steal that water from your skin, oh. which is crazy. And, and then the you, opposite of what you and want. And then you're going to be soft outside. It feels so good, right? But inside you're being dehydrated. So you have to make sure the formulation is right. The actually the, the, that it has water. It just depends what product you layer with. You have yeah. to just, it, and that's why it's so important to have a knowledge and find the right people to explain it to you and the right brand of the Get product. A really great esthetician like yes. Alyssa and Claudia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come to well, us yeah exactly i mean i've kind of since deviated from telling people to use a serum that is purely yeah, hyaluronic yeah, acid that's what i'm doing because it's in a lot and of people stuff. don't know yeah. yeah you you can get it from your moisturizer you can get yeah. it from it, it's in most of the anti-aging yeah, serums that it exist. is yeah and it can be like as in like because it's to me it's more like you can address uh, uh, dryness with a lot of different things mm-hmm. from the inside like make sure you exfoliate maybe once a week if you really dry just so product absorbs and other stuff and hydrated I put my oil I actually really like CBD oil because for some reason I think molecules are a little smaller so they don't really absorb that deep but it's not like just sitting on a top and it's anti-inflammatory too mm-hmm. and in my skin feels every morning it's like it doesn't wash off but it's like it just feels good it's <laughs> so a dry oil so it, it's like like rose like rosehip oil and all that it, it, um, I like rosehip oil it, yeah. it, it's fast absorbing it's, it's really really good so, so it doesn't clog the clog the pores it's non-comedogenic and then but it does penetrate because it's yeah. so fast absorbing that it makes your skin feel yeah especially when i was using uh, retinol when i started using retinol oh, my yeah. skin is dry so i had to put something so i was doing retinol actually it was tretinoin at the time and then moisturizer and then a little bit of oil like and it just makes such a difference because i don't know if like a lot of people don't know about retinol. It's like the best ingredient, my favorite ingredient is retinol and melanin in, in yeah. melanin <laughs> inhibitors <laughs> that I put on my clients. Two ingredients. Everything else you guys can do whatever you want, <laughs> but retinol, good retinol, and um and melanin inhibiting ingredients mm-hmm. in some some kind of. And but the retinol, what I learned from so Dr. Fernandez, who's a uh, founder of Environ Cosmetics, a skincare. He actually was one of the founders, not really the founder, but it was the beginning of microneedling and he was actually doing the most research out there. So he came up with the vitamin C because he was researching skin cancer. And then he found out that lack of the vitamin A, which is retinol, just different type of retinol strength. It's either way, all of them, even like the retinol palmitate, which is like the weakest one, it's still, that's the one he actually likes to use. It all turns into that, that retinoin, like the, uh, the retinoic acid. acid. 
So he just said, which was crazy because I didn't never know when I was recommending retinol, my clients would say I'm peeling, I this, and then I they would quit or they don't know how to do it. And I would tell them you have to push it through. But I really didn't know why until I learned from Dr. Fernandez that the vitamin, when you baby, you have vitamin A, which is retinol in your skin, and then sun destroys it and destroys the receptors that they can absorb that active ingredients. Mm-hmm. So when you start using retinol, doesn't matter which form, you apply the serum, and then it rebuilds the receptors, but it doesn't rebuild all the receptors. So some of them still stay on the skin and that's when you get peely and dry. So you keep, you have to keep reapplying every day until a f- couple weeks. And when you get all the receptors out, they stop being dry. So, and then you're just getting that actually results, which I, well, that was like genius. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay, that makes sense now that I know how to explain it to clients because they're like, why? Why does this happen? Why do I need to use it? You need to use it because that's the only thing which is so stimulates your collagen and elastin, mm-hmm. especially if you do peels, needlings, and to keep it up at home. That's the little trick. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, last segment for today. We have our celebrity beauty segment. Mm-hmm. Many <laughs> celebrities. I was surprised when I was looking this up online. Um, how many celebrities are doing this? But including Simon Cowell, Eva Longoria, Harry Styles, and Victoria Beckham. Partake in occasional sheep placenta facials. Um, Alyssa and Claudia, why does this treatment exist? What are the potential benefits and what do you think about it? Would you give it a try? Um, well, it's so, I mean, it's basically a really hydrating facial and nourishing facial. The the sheep placenta, their stem cells and everything. It's, I mean, I think we all know what stem cells do for the skin. Yeah. Um, and I believe that skin like a fetus. Yes. Which is what we want. I think that sheep placenta, it's like, the stem cells are closest to ours, so our body rec- our body or skin yeah, recognizes it. Yeah, that's what they it. were. That's how they were explaining that. Yeah. Why? I <laughs> I don't think it's a, a necessary. I don't think it's necessary. No, I think no, you could get the same ridiculous. results from a lot of other treatments. You can, yeah, you can get that from needling stem cells. Yes. that's what I do. And literally, my needling, uh, hydrofacials, other things like it's kind of like the Lemaire question. Because if you think about yeah, it, cause I think it's a really expensive treatment, but like. It's Maybe just because probably it, it sounds fancy and people are like, okay, <laughs> yeah. wow, we get stem cells from sheep. Great. Let's go and put They're them specifically down. from lambs in New Zealand. Oh, my. <laughs> See, they, they, that just, this is also not a vegan treatment. I feel, no, like, I feel like if you care about not. animals, it's like it's so unnecessary. It's not like it's the only thing that can do that. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. If those celebrities, they should have somebody who should have told them, like they should not even be promoting it. That should be like, <laughs> yes. People should not like them for that. But I mean, you can research that basically this treatment, what it does, hydrate, repairs the skin because of the stem cells, right? right. Mm-hmm. But then also when I was researching a little bit today, I was looking at it. It says that they don't even use, like they don't push it with anything, no nano infusion or no. No, it's just, just putting put it on a face. On. So basically, it doesn't Ew. really do anything. And then they said that they that put LED gross. on top of it. I'm like, that's not how LED works. Yeah, no. I think they just like try to make a fancy thing. Yeah, and then just make it sound like it's working no those stem cells like you like for it's example the stem cell that i use from the company nanostem we have actually people don't like human uh, growth, growth factors and stem cells and so now or plant even so now like the one we have now it's a biosynthetic lab made so it's basically the same as humans so your, your cells recognize it and repair so your cool. skin so it's best the same 
and it's repairs and renew all the skin and you have all these basically you do want anti-aging right lines yeah. wrinkles that's why you did the sheep placenta yeah. uh-huh. but it's like you don't have to go as intense and this is not <laughs> actually gonna work yeah you don't have to d- i'm sure they were doing botox and other stuff okay <laughs> just don't lie i know right that's all they're doing like, is sheep placenta yeah, sure that's no 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 no, no it's never all they're doing yeah like i want to see some yeah like whatever weird lady thing. would never put the sheep placenta we'll see how that work out i mean i i don't know it's i'm not saying that it doesn't work i'm not saying that it i mean it would just do like you put nicely nice stem cell serum on your face and yeah, it's gonna exactly. be hydrating and glowy make you glowy but it's not like reversing you aging from inside it's not in a dermis it didn't get that f- so this I is probably no. an unnecessary procedure yeah, no, then sure. and they're just doing it to do it to it's one of the hive. many 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 things that they're doing and i think i don't know yeah yeah i think they should do, but i'm just i'm upset about those celebrities like I come know, on like, who are, <laughs> somebody who are research like just research like is it what is going on why is it like and i was research like i was reading about the scientists who just speak of that but literally basically it's unnecessary because you just have a product that it, you don't have to go torture some lamb i mean i know yeah, it's exa- supposed to be oh. harvested nicely and <laughs> but still I, but yeah exactly they're being farmed for this like that's that's unpleasant especially because like we said it's not like you can't get the same results or better results from other treatments yeah so i don't know harry styles and victoria beckham if you want to know what's up come to us yeah victoria beckham i thought yeah yeah, i don't know if i want her to think she would know better with her (laughs) (laughs) you think he'd be critiquing you the whole time i'm good i'm good (laughs) off simon oh simon i tried out for american idol i didn't make it poor simon did you see his face Oh, poor Simon. I think there are many fillers. Uh-oh. Fillers, it's pretty... Like I last... Uh, what was American Idol? Something. It was mm-hmm. like one of those show Talent. America Got Talent. He's had too many fillers. He's got like... like yeah, you can just so fluffy, puffy, and Ooh. it just... Yeah. Wow. Become like those wax figures of his. The moon were face. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like if you get too many too many things put into your face, you kind of end up looking like swollen. Yeah, yes. that's exactly how it looks. Yeah, especially when the rest of your body is aging and your face is not. But that probably wasn't from the sheep placenta. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know, right? No, that's the, that's the glow. That's that the he glow. Got. <laughs> puffy face. Puffy <laughs> face. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. This has been so fun. So fun. I think it's time for us to all have, like, girls' sushi dates. <gasps> yes. Yay. So exciting. Yay. So we're going to leave you for now. Thank you so much for joining us. For everybody listening along, make sure that you subscribe and download every episode of Your Best DSD and tell all of your friends, tell all of your friends to listen to us because it's fun and you might learn something. Um, You'll definitely learn something. You'll learn a lot of useful or not. But <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Claudia, for joining us. Thank tell you for everyone one more time where everyone can find you. You can find me on Instagram at K L A U D Beauty. And just come and follow me. Yay! Yay. Thank you guys. Bye.